is the Daddy Sharps Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to episode 32. My name is Luke. And I'm John. We're just a couple of dads who like to make the sharpest bets we can. And we're just a couple of dads who break down the fights that your buddies are too square to break down. Oh, boy. And this week, we're breaking down UFC Fight Night in a city known for jazz, barbecue, and Patrick Mahomes. Good old Kansas City, Luke. That's right, John. It's UFC Fight Night, Kansas City. Let's get ready to rumble. But first, let's look at our best bets from UFC 287 last week. John, John, we killed it last week on our best bets. Three and one on our best bets, my good man. Dare I say it? Dare I say it? We're on a little hot streak right now. Say it. Say it with pride. Five and one in the last two weeks. Nice. There's a fire on the Daddy Sharps podcast. Ooh, what a fire last, going on. Last week, I made Steve Mean Machine Garcia to win against, win against Shylon Norton Becca, my first best bet. This was a close one early on. Garcia took a shot on the chin in the first round, which wobbled him. I thought, oh, that's, it's over. It's over. But the man has heart. He came back, landing a kick, and then an uppercut. Uh, it was like one-two right to the liver. And the fight was over, and that was a best bet winner. What a shot. Luke, Did you see that shot? I saw the shot, but you're leaving out the best part. What's the best part to you? You gave that pick out at plus money, my friend. Plus 185. Oh, 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 oh. Very tasty payday for both did. of us. Hey, man, yep. it's it's all in the data. It's for everyone's taking. Just Or just listen to us and get our best bets. Yes. Next, Kelvin Gastelum saved his career last week by beating Chris Curtis. Unanimous decision. I think it was a wake-up call for Curtis. You know, does he? And the commentators were talking about it. Does he have what it takes to move on to the next level in the UFC? I don't know. It's a good question. It's even a bigger question now. Anyway, Gastelum gave us another best bet winner, John. Ah, now, now on to the bad news here. Font versus Yanez. My best bet there, Yanez. I love the win streak. I love the power in his hands. I love the fact that Font's chin was fading. I did not love the fact that Font put Yanez to sleep in the first round. I couldn't believe it. Daddy Sharp lost. And then one of my favorite fighters to bet right now, 170 pounds, Holland versus Ponzinibbio. Best bet there, Holland. Holland has the tools to be a contender at welterweight. Six foot three, 81 inch reach and knockout power. He easily wins this bout over the old timer. That's what I'm going to call him. The old timer. The old timer. Yep. To way past his prime here. And the daddy shirts cash. For this week, Luke, we were just talking about it. There's some great fights. In our yep. deep dive, we're going to look at some real pitfalls on this card. And there's a lot of them. Weight class changes. All kinds of things. There are a lot of close fights that can be really good or really bad, depending on where your money is. For now, let's get into our best bets. So, Luke, hit us up. All right. All right. And I'm curious to know, and I'm going to ask you now, (laughs) I feel like you're putting me on the spot. If if one of my best bets is one of those so-called, I'm I'm doing air quotes, it falls. I'll start us out. (laughs) We're going to find out. For my first best bet, I'm starting in the lightweight division, John. We got Zach Cummings versus Ed, the short fuse Herman. By the way, I'm just going to, from here on out, I think I've said this before, but from here on out, if if you got a nickname, I'm saying it. I'm putting it on there because some of them are pretty, some of them are pretty cool. Yeah. And at the risk of getting, you know, uh, choked out by one of these guys when I meet him in real life, you know, (laughs) 
dude, what were you thinking, man? We come on, we need a yes. little PR here. Come on, yes, yep, <laughs> marketing happening. Look, Cummings, Cummings had a great start to his UFC career as a welterweight. Then he moved to middleweight, which was a more natural weight for him. He's three and one as a middleweight. That's great news. But now, after two and a half years off, he's fighting as a light heavyweight for the first time in more than a decade. Think about that. It's a long time. Ed Herman, on the other hand, is a true light heavyweight. He has a one-inch height advantage and a two-inch reach advantage over Cummings. He should have a power advantage as well because Cummings is fighting up in class. So it sounds like this one is going to be a lock for the short fuse. But there's always a place where the rubber meets the road, John, <laughs> where the cream rises to the top, where the proof really is in the pudding. Yes. Herman, <laughs> he's 42 years old. Mm. 42. Mm. No offense, John. <laughs> How dare you? I'm older than you. Come on. Yes, his you last are. <laughs> his last fight was almost two years ago. We alluded to that as well. No, I, I, that was true for Cummings, but it's true for Herman too. Uh, in the last three years, he's fought only two times. A win and a loss is his record in that time. And he's 13 and 11 in the UFC. Look, uh, there's no doubt somebody has had the conversation with him. Hey, champ, you know, may, maybe it's time. <laughs> maybe yep. it's time. Or maybe not. I don't know. Look, I... I have all the respect in the world for anyone who gets into that octagon. Got to be a little crazy in the head, but all the respect in the world. You got to be a warrior just to walk in there. But in the end, I think the much younger Cummings is too much to overcome here. So my best bet is Cummings to win. Sir, you got balls. <laughs> all right. So this is one of those so, pitfalls. Yeah, Tell so, me why. So no, seriously, let, let's talk about this a little bit. Why do you think this is a pitfall? The only thing that scares me about that whole fight, both guys over two years off. And you have been fantastic over the last three cards. I'm picking these these underdogs, these fights that I, I get scared about. And I equate this fight to the dealer showing a face card and you got 16 and the book says the hit. And you got to hit it, but you're not going to like it. You just dive right in, sir. You go right for it. You think you're going to get that four and be just fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And this is uh, lucky, lucky for you. This is something that you don't have to bet on. It's not like you threw your money down already, right? Just like the just like the card table. So, so it's funny. The next, my first best bet here is. Oh, hold on! No, 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 no. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying it's completely opposite of what you have picked. <laughs> okay. Well, here's well. Let me let me just hold on. Let me reverse this. I like it. I like it. We're not. We're not I'm not done with this one yet. Oh, oh. I'll let I'll let you take a shot. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot. <laughs> I don't like taking them. <laughs> well, not, it's not really a shot. Look, here's my point. Here's my point in that fight. I think I agree with everything you just said, every single bit of it. But here's what came where it came down for me. Someone's got to win the fight. And yes. Someone's got to lose the fight. Yes. They still have to fight, and so. Yes. If that's the case, all those other things being equal somewhat-ish, uh, then what's you know what's going on? And, and that's where I made this my best bet. I think we both like the fight. We yes. both like the fight. Yeah. Just, oh, for, yeah. you, Very it, much just so. for you, it's that gap. And I get that. Yeah. I completely understand. Yes. It's one of my, my little rules there. I get very nervous. And there's another guy in this card we'll talk about later that has had a three-year layoff. I don't like touching those guys. <laughs> I don't like... <laughs> 
As a matter of fact, in the last card, one of the best bets, Holland versus Ponzinibbio. Ponzinibbio had been off for about three years due to injury and a bunch of other factors. He He's now four fights back after that long layoff. Just hasn't looked the same. Holland easily pieced him up. I It just freaks me out to go on these bets where these guys have been away for a long time. And then you throw in, it's a big weight class change. For me, for me, it's scary. But I love that you take those bets. And that is why you listen to the Daddy Sharps. You're not going to get those kind of bets anywhere else. Nope, that's right. And John, there's even a, a, another silver lining in here. You don't have to touch them. You just have to bet on them. All right, <laughs> let's go. Let's go right. with your. Let's go with your first best bet. Give it to us. Uh, now I feel bad after I put it next to your bet there, talking about finding the the gold in the card, and I'm going straight to the main event here: Holloway versus Allen. My best bet: Holloway. Allen on a tear. Twelve wins in a row. Ten wins on the UFC in a row. One of the top prospects in the UFC, ranked in the top five in the weight class. And he's improving. Five fights into his career, he gave up 11 takedowns. In the last six fights, he's given up nothing. I don't think he's going to have to worry about takedowns with Holloway, though. Now he is facing the best fighter he's ever faced and one of the best fighters in the entire UFC. Allen has never seen a striker of this level. Yes, he's two and three in his last five, but those three losses for Holloway came against Volkanovski. The dude is one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the entire UFC. Holloway lost by decision three times. One of them was split. A lot of the people still think he won the second matchup. Ten of the guys' last 15 fights were title shots. He's seen the pressure and always responds. In between losses to the Australian, Holloway beat up two top ten contenders in Guitar and Rodriguez. Guitar... He landed, this is amazing, I watched a fight. He landed a record 455 strikes on Qatar. Like, I give Qatar credit for even standing up to that. Rodriguez, he he beat him. Rodriguez is currently the interim champ, and he's going to fight for the belt in his next fight. So Holloway, even though he lost to the Australian, he's still fantastic. Allen's a good fighter, but he doesn't have the resume of Holloway. Holloway has fought the best of the best. He even fought McGregor way back in 2013. He lost to him. He went up a weight class when he became a a champ, tried to get the double belt off Poirier. He lost to that. And then of course, Volkanovski and the best in today's weight class. His only boogeyman in the weight class is the man from down under. There's a narrative out there and I'm sure everybody's seen it. Luke, I'm sure you've seen it in your research. Holloway has too many miles on the chin, and Allen is going to expose him for a knockout. Holloway has never been finished. And, yes, Allen's last two victories were knockouts, but really, let's take a closer look here. He fought a struggling Dan Hooker, who dropped to 145 pounds to resurrect his career. Me and you watched a weigh-in. Me and you talked about Dan Hooker when we saw him. He looked drained. He later even said he didn't feel himself. He fought poorly that night. He looked it. I just rewatched the fight this week. He was very slow. Of course, he got knocked out in that one. But uh, Allen was knocked down by a depleted hooker. Then he KO'd Qatar, a good striker that was losing the first round. Well, if you remember that fight, it was a technical knockout. Qatar tried a flying knee and landed awkwardly, hurting his knee in the process and couldn't continue. My best bet here, Holloway wins this one. He's seen it all, fought everyone. His skills are levels above everyone else in the division, except the champ, unfortunately. He's going to get hit and probably absorb 100 punches because, hey, that's what Holloway does, but he's going to dish out twice as many as he takes. Uh. 
That's a lot what? of punches. That's all. Like this, a, do you? No, I do. I'm just thinking about all those uh, absorbing all those punches, man. You go back and look at this guy's fights. This guy, this guy takes about a hundred a fight to the chin, but he's still young. Everybody's treating Holloway like an old man. He's 30 years old. He's just been in the UFC forever. Allen's 29, so, but he has been hit in the chin a ton. <laughs> that is a lot of shocks. Ah, oh, it's going to be a great one. It's going to be a great yes. one. I can't. I, yes. you know, we'll talk about this a little bit later in our deeper dive as well about this card in general. But uh, I think this is a great card, man. I, I, yep. I, I, I love it. I love it. I, I can't wait for this one. Two eighty seven was fantastic. This is going to. This is. I think this might even be even better on, on in some yeah. aspects. In some yeah. aspects. Yep. Hey, all right, my man. I'm heading to the flyweight division now. Come with me to the flyweight division. We've let's got Brand- go. Let's go. We've got Brandon Raw Dog Royval. That's the best name. Raw Dog. Raw Dog. <laughs> versus Mateus Nicolau. I've been mm. reading that this is a pick'em fight. I've been reading a lot about that. It's interesting. Yep. Royval is is a slight underdog right now. The book has him very close here. I think he was like plus one thirty five is the last time I, I saw it. Nicolau, let's break this down, is on a better streak at the present moment. He has won his last five fights since 2021. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. He's a great technical fighter with a ton of wins by decision. He's a good puncher with a positive strike percentage. He's a decent grappler with a good takedown percentage. However, Royval has faced better opponents. Let's ju- let's just be honest here. He, he's also a submission expert and i'm using the word expert he has nine wins by submission look it up there are a lot of arm bars in there and there are a lot of chokes in there he also adapts very quickly to his opponents that's how he likes to go in the ring i I broke down a couple of his fights he goes in there he he reads it as round round goes he learns i have heard a lot of critics say that hey you know what he hasn't fought in about a year and he's coming off an injury so he's going to be rusty and that, and and when you're rusty and you're reading a fire, fighter as the fight goes, recipe for disaster. I've got something to say about that. And I, I'm going to ask for your input here too. You know, yeah. uh, do people really think that fighters just jump back into the ring like this willy-nilly and, 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 and hope it all goes back to them, comes back to them, and it just, <laughs> it just goes swell and it's great? Maybe I'll remember how to fight. That'll be fantastic. I'm a little nervous. No. No, yeah. that that that's only a Rocky movie and a, and a Creed movie. <laughs> they spar, John. Yes. And what do they do next? They get the next day, they get to the gym and they spar. And then what do they do in the afternoon? They spar. Mm-hmm. And then what do they do again? They spar and they spar and they spar to the point where there's no fear. There's there, none. There's no fear. There's no rust. They're not getting in there w- without the ability to beat the crap out of someone and win. Look, yes. no doubt Nicolau is dangerous. Great fighter. But this fight will go to the mat at some point, and the raw dog <laughs> will do some damage down there on that mat. My best bet, Royval, the slight underdog to win. I love that bet, sir. I'm going to tail you on it. It is Thank a you. great bet. I like it a lot. Thank you. Thank you very that much. Guy, that guy's dangerous especially off his back. You don't want to be down there. I know. And it's going to be another great fight. Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, the long layoffs um, for a grappler, I think it affects their, their gas tank for a striker. I think it affects them more because they don't have their timing. Like that gets a little rusty. 
Uh, and it's not like this guy had a, a serious injury. He broke his wrist in practice. And then before that, his shoulder popped out. They were even debating uh, that Brandon Moreno fight. Uh, he was debating, hey, if it feels better in the second round, can I just go back? And the doctors wouldn't let him back in there. <laughs> yeah, gross. No. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a heck of a fight. And Moreno went on to become the champ. So uh, I like the raw dog there. I like him a lot. You're my raw dog. Oh, wait. I don't know wait. what that means. Wait, what? <laughs> Munez versus Gutierrez. On to the next best bet. <laughs> My best bet here. I like Gutierrez minus 225. Munez, one and four in his last five. He's riding a two-fight loss streak. He's taking losses to guys at the tail end of their career, way up there in age, like Aldo Cruz and Frankie Edgar. And Luke, I think we both saw this one. Munez's last fight was the eye poke by O'Malley, the surging O'Malley. That went to a no contest. I don't know about you, but it looked real suspect. Munez, second round, takes the eye poke. He was getting the L after round one already. And then I think he was looking for a way out of that fight. It did not. Nobody likes getting poked in the eye. It didn't look that bad. What are you trying to say here, John? I don't think the man wants to be in the cage anymore, my friend. Conspiracy? Oh, nice. Or 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 should he be adopted more like a, a Three Stooges defense? Like, uh, you know, put the old hand <laughs> Oh, up. right in there. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> the only guy Munez beat in his last five fights left the UFC and went to bare-knuckle boxing. Quite a step down in competition from the UFC. And finally, the striking numbers. Munez gets tagged a ton. He can't stop a punch unless it's hitting his face. Now on the Gutierrez side, <laughs> the man is ready for this fight. He already fought a high-pressure situation in his last time out. Gutierrez fought Frankie Edgar, great wrestler, on the night he retired on a pay-per-view card in front of a sold-out arena. Everyone knew Frankie was retiring before the fight. It was discussed during fight week in the press conference. Gutierrez knew it, respected Edgar, and then those accomplishments went right out the window when the cage door closed. Gutierrez knocked him out in the first round. It showed me this guy has a smile. But he's also got a dog inside him, and he'll take no prisoners once he's in there. Here Gutierrez is again, facing a big name in front of a live audience. The man has already shown he thrives in these situations, and don't forget the power in his hands. He won his last two by knockout, and has five knockdowns on the UFC. My best bet here, Gutierrez, and enjoy the show, my man. Oh, oh I will, and and I am going to back that as well. I think you're dead on. You know, uh, for people listening, uh, how we do this is we, we analyze each fight individually, and then we pool together, and we say, hey, who do you like, who do you like? But oftentimes we surprise each other uh, and we say, hey, uh, I like this. This is my best bet for the week. And uh, I saw this one. I was like, damn you. Damn you. <laughs> I had to get on this one early. I knew you we're beat me to the punch. Like no, I'm just kidding. You, you, oh. uh, you, yeah. <laughs> uh, good, good job, man. Good job grabbing that one. And I'm with you. I mean, just because it's your best bet, I'm, I'm going to bet it, too. That's the whole point here. Yes. Hey, let, hey, let's let's go ahead and deep dive. Shall we deep dive? Let's take Ooh. a deeper dive right now into the other fights that we like on this card. Like we said, really cool card. Let's yeah. start in the bantamweight uh, division. Aaron the Dragon Phillips versus Gaston the Dream Killer Bolanos. Who do you <laughs> like in this one? You got to pick one. Who do you like? If I had to pick one, I'm going to pick the Dream Killer. I mean, Aaron Phillips, three-year layoff. That is a dream to come in here and win. People die in fairy tales all the time, Mr. Luke. All Dream time. killer all the way. But what are you going to do about this one? Uh, not bet it. <laughs> I'm not betting this, but if I had to pick it, that's who I'd pick. Really? You're running You're running away from this one? Yeah. Yep. I don't all have right. dreams. <laughs> all right. 
I want I want you to take a quick look over your shoulder. Quick look. Oh, what do you see over is. there? What do you see over there? Uh, because that's me. I'm running right there alongside you. <laughs> nice. Yeah, here we go. Nice. We're running. We're running. Running away. Just don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Phillips is he's coming off of three losses. I mean, all that time away from the ring and three losses. Uh, not a lot of data on Bolanos that I could find. Uh, enough enough to move me either way. So yeah, I'm running with you. Yes. Uh, let's go to a lightweight fight. Lando Groovy Venata versus Daniel Golden Boy Zell Huber. Uber. <laughs> Mr. Luke, I like the experience of Venata here. I kind of yeah. like him for a lean. Zell Huber, long reach, body that you can look for in a striker, but he doesn't seem to put it all together quite yet. This guy's one and two on the UFC. He's actually been outstruck by much smaller reaches. I I think he looks the part. What's that old football saying? Look like Tarzan, play like Jane. Yeah. yeah. Can I say that? That's that's what I feel I think, with with Zell. I think that's Hoover okay. Here. I think yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I think. I think we're not. I don't. You know, could be a demographic issue, but maybe not. <laughs> what do you think sir i, I like think we're, I th- well i think for demographic wise we're, we're mostly geared toward um you know guys like us just dads uh, oh you meant in the fight oh you <laughs> oh you meant you meant in the fight no yes I'm, I'm just, yes i'm just kidding yeah Venata, <laughs> but not all the way heavy lean for me too i, I like that guy and because you're, you're right look it's a scary thing when when you can't just put it all together at the UFC level. Maybe go somewhere else and put that stuff together and then yeah. come back. But if you're experimenting or you got talked into, hey, you gotta you gotta go, man. You wanna make the money. I know that's a big draw for a lot of these guys and they got dreams and fairy tales. Yeah. And like we always say fairy tales end. You know, I, I couldn't get how past how close this fight could be. Um, you know, yeah. great again, another great fight as a fan, yeah. not great as a better. Uh, probably one of your pitfalls too, right? I mean, Correct. you're just going to yes. don't get sucked in. Yeah. Yep. For sure. All right. Um, we've got another featherweight fight that that oh. I'm also, uh, you know, kind of interested in, really interested in. We got Bill Senor Perfecto. What a name. Yeah. The Perfecto. Algeo. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Versus, versus. Say it, baby. TJ. Downtown <laughs> Brown. Hey, it's simple and I like it. Okay. You know why I pa- you know why I paused? Because I started laughing. I gotta be honest. <laughs> I gotta, like, inside, hey, it's I, simple, but I like it. <laughs> inside I started laughing. Like if I, I would never tell these guys of their face, like, come on, man. Downtown and brown. It rhymes. Perfecto Algeo. I, I get that they rhyme. I get it. I mean, did you have help with those? Or did <laughs> It's true. Uh, that is true. Uh, on on this one, yeah, this gonna, one, yeah. the I'm back and forth. I don't know about you. I'm back and forth on it, but I lean Brown. Brown's path to victory is takedowns, and Algio gives up a ton of takedowns. This guy can't stop takedowns. He's given up multiple takedowns in every fight he's had on the UFC so far. So I like I like TJ Brown to take him downtown to the mat. Write them out for victory. Not so, not so perfecto. No. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. It, uh, so close. I couldn't have it uh, be a best bet for me, but I like Brown as well for all the same reasons that you said. Um, yes. So let's move on to the light heavyweight fight of the night. Tanner. This was exciting. I like bull it. Dozer, Bozer. Boom. Versus Aeon Kuchalaba. <laughs> what do you think about Kuchalaba? 
Ah, uh, Kuchalaba hasn't translated to the UFC very well, going five and eight. He does have my favorite discipline, however, combat oh, sambo. God, you love the I combat do. sambo. But, but I don't like him in this matchup. Bozer always wins the battle when they're standing up, but he gets taken down. It's a different issue. He can't get back up. This guy's given up in his last two fights, 14 minutes of control time. Like once Oof. he gets there, he can't get up. However, that's at heavyweight. This guy was a very light guy fighting at heavyweight. I think he's going to be able to move and get up from the mat against smaller competition in 205. Plus, he just posted a picture of him working out. Everybody's talking about it this week. This guy looks great. He came from heavyweight, and now he's got like a little six-pack. There's no more dad bod on this guy. I like him. I like Bozer in, in this fight. Interesting, and that translates into a lot of strength, too. So if, if you've got those muscles in there, and then you go down, you, you know, it's more power, definitely. A lot and of core strength. One thing I didn't mention with this guy, uh, the Hulk, Ion. This guy he has power, and he's done a lot of knockouts. But Bozer has taken hits off heavyweights. Like, these hits are not the power that Bozer is used to. I think he's going to be able to handle it just fine. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. But it, But I think we can both agree. Because I've got nothing on this fight. I'm just going to watch it. It's going to be a great fight. I will be honest. I took Bozer at the plus money. Ooh. Man, it wasn't much. It's plus 105. But I like him enough. I put a bet on there. I'm, I'm happy for you. That's good. Hey, man. Yeah. Do you? I love it. I love it. <laughs> Light heavyweight fight. We got Dustin the Hanyak Jacoby Ooh. versus Osmot the Professional Merzakana. This one, this one has a lot of people talking. This, oh, I'm gonna let you say that part, but man, this, this two power punchers. I'm back and forth. Which one wins? That usually means one thing: stay away from this fight. The only thing I see here, Jacoby has slightly better numbers, I guess, depending on how you look at it. When he goes against Southpaws, which Mirza Khanoff is, he takes less hits, but it also takes some of Jacoby's power off his shots. Four of his top five striking outputs were against Southpaws. However, two of them went to split decisions. And if I remember correctly, he has never gotten a knockout against a Southpaw. And this guy's kind of known for his power punching. So interesting take there. He he has better striking numbers, but the power's not there. Do you think this could be the fight of the night? I think it could be potentially. I think I think it could be. I think the next one we break down is the other one that could be. But yeah. This one, this one definitely could be. It, yeah. No. You you might be right there. Like I said, a lot of good, a lot of, a lot of interesting matchups in this fight. They, these are two guys who are just going to slug it out. I think I think we both think that. Uh, that's you know that's why I'm off the fight. Quite frankly. Yeah. yeah. Just too much room for one of those punches to sneak through, and it only takes one. For the Sandman to come. Oh, Metallica's playing in my head right now. Everyone can rhyme here, John. It's it's fun. <laughs> Everyone can rhyme. <laughs> nice. Nice. Next up, we've got a featherweight fight. Billy Q. Billy Quarantillo versus Edson Barboza. You love you some Barboza. How dare you, sir? I do love Barboza. That's, a, that's okay. I do too. Yes. Barbosa, big name, excellent striker. However, he made this big name at 155 pounds. Now fighting at the lower weight class, he's gone two and four at 145 pounds. And for an elite striker, he's lost a striking battle in half of his fights at 145 pounds. 
Also, would have made this a best bet. I love Quarantillo in this matchup. Even though Billy Q has shown a tendency to get beat up by elite strikers, I'm betting that Barbosa is not an elite striker at 145. He's an elite striker at 155. I don't like Barbosa at this weight class. 37 years old and he's cutting this weight. I don't like it. Yeah, well, uh, I've got an announcement. Um, I've got an announcement. I'm just going to say it, okay? Yeah, so moving forward on this podcast... I will be broadcasting in a lower weight class. <laughs> nice. Or, nice. Or or maybe I'll move up. Ooh, dangerous. Yeah. But de- you're, no, de- you're at the age to move up. Yeah, de- <laughs> <laughs> hey, depends on where the money's coming from. And if if they're giving me money to to, to move down, I'm moving down. <laughs> I think that's the point, though. Someone is convincing Barboza the money is down in class where there is no beer, oh. John, and there is no pizza. No. And I'm sorry, he's going to lose. I agree. He's going to lose. I agree. We are going to, we are going to next week. uh, We're not going to recap that one because it's not a best bet. But do you want to do a little side bet on that one? Yes. Wait, we both like the same guy though. No, 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 no. What I mean, I'm I'm sorry. Let me, let let me qualify that. What I mean is I kind of like the side bet on, on, on the different, uh, weight classes so this is what i meant to say it is you know we've got a lot of movement because this is one of your pitfalls that you talked about you know what we should do is let's pick two fights because we've got a lot of weight class movement and let's let's figure out some kind of side bet that we can get uh going between those two we will post it on social media like it i like it and then we will recap it next week i like it so two weight class changes yeah we got to pick a side. Yeah, and we'll yeah, and we'll fi- we'll figure out what the what the side bet will be, but also what we're betting on as well. Since you know we kind of both agree on this one, uh, and and you can't, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out whether it's comparing you know uh, moving up and down weight classes like this weight class compared to the record last weight class. Like, we'll figure it out. Yes, we'll figure it out. We'll do we'll do some. We'll we'll get our data together and we'll figure out some kind of winning percentage versus et cetera, et cetera. I like it. I like it, sir. I'll let you do the math on that. <laughs> I do like the math. I do like numbers, sir. Hey, uh, let's recap. Let's recap our best bets for UFC Fight Night, Kansas City. Oh, let's go, baby. I like the Hawaiian Holloway to win. I think he's going to outpunch Allen by a two-to-one margin at least. And then I also like Gutierrez to get those low kicks working. And he's going to win his fight as well. My best bets. Yeah, I like both of those. I'm picking Zach Cummings to snuff out Ed the Short Fuse Herman. Cummings to win. You know how you do that. All Cummings has to do is lick his two little fingers and just go. That's what happens to the Short Fuse. Boom. (laughs) I like it. All right. And and I'm also picking (laughs) your favorite nickname of the night. Raw dog, raw dog, <laughs> royal. Yes, you win a best bet. I'm making that a best bet. Although, don't be surprised if he wins by submission. Yes, <laughs> I like it, sir. Anything else? Mm, this is this is an exciting card. I can't wait. I I saw a guy wrote today. Uh, a guy that I follow. Uh, MMA, MMA guy. Uh, this is a card that you could beat the house significantly, 
or lose everything. That's exactly what this card is. <laughs> yep. See, these are these are going to be great fights. That's Real what I'm good. Saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Percentage of weight class up and down, too. There's something there. Yep. Something there. All right. And unfortunately, we're going to have to put the fuse out on Short this fuse. podcast. Mm. That's going to do it for the Daddy Sharps podcast this week. Remember, always gamble responsibly and with your mean, within your means. And always remember that the bets we share with you are based on our own research. We don't always win. Be sure to check us out on social media. Look for Daddy Sharps on Facebook and at Daddy Sharps on Instagram and Twitter. We'll be back next week with all our best bets and much more. And John, I have a question for you before we go. As always, who is your daddy? We are. That's right. Stay sharp, everyone.